she's young enough to do this. Anyway, as this progression goes on with this lady doing the CrossFit, right? Here's what happened. I said, you, you know, you're looking, looking good. You look like you're sticking with it. It's, it's helping. It's paying off. It's working. She said, you know, when I was younger, when I was younger, this was no sweat. I could do it. Just, I mean, I, was, I worked out. I was, you know, I was military even. She was in the military. So it was natural to her. She came through the military. And it was, I am so overwhelmed at what I'm going through right now. But you know what? It's actually working. And it's not just working in the way that I get stronger physically, but it's making my mind clearer. It's actually helping me in my thought process. It's helping me with the way that I project myself, if I may. And I can carry myself with a better attitude than I used to. So do you know why she's doing so well in CrossFit now that she's older? Does anybody have any idea why, you know, when, when you've gone through something before and then you get back into it and you start doing it again? Does anybody have any idea what? Okay, then let me explain this to you. It's all about a testimony. Okay, and without even realizing it, this lady told me a testimony. Okay, um, does anybody remember David and Goliath? Okay, David fought this giant. His name was Goliath, right? Okay, so everybody remembers David and Goliath. The big tall Philistine and the wee little lad comes from his father's flock and comes out to fight him, right? Guess what he did? When he stood before the king, before Saul, and he said, you're the one that's going to go fight this giant? And David said, uh, sir, if I can just put it in my terms, uh, sir, um, when the bear would come against my father's flock, when the lion would come against the sheep in my father's flock, I would go out and I would fight the bear and I would fight the lion and I would overtake them because God would deliver me from the hand, from the paw of the bear and from the paw of the lion. So this guy, this Philistine that's out there, there's no way that my God can't deliver me from this. Okay, so what I'm trying to say is this lady that can do this CrossFit now is because she's got a testimony of what she did when she was in the military. She knows what strength that God gave her to do what the military has. And I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb. I've never been in the military, and obviously I've never done CrossFit. But I would assume the military would be a little bit harder than the CrossFit. Okay? So... The things that don't kill you make you stronger, obviously. You know, that's an old saying, okay? But if you stop and think about the things that God has led you through, the things that God has brought you through, the things that God has done in your life that you just thought it's the end of the world, there's no way that I'm ever going to have another boyfriend because he just broke up with me. And then two weeks later, you got another boyfriend. Obviously, I've never had a boyfriend. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> but I'm just trying to get a point across. You take the hardest situations that you've ever had to face in your life, the things that just made the world stop, and you couldn't go on. There was no way you could 
face tomorrow. And then you turn around and you look at where God, what God brought you through. Because when you didn't think you could face tomorrow, guess what? The clock went off and the sun came up and you got up the next day. Amen. And it was God that brought you through the thing that you could never be come through by yourself. It was God that carried you from death back to life. There's no way around it. It was God who brought you from man, my kid's crazy and he's driving me insane and I don't know how I'm going to put up with this. I think I'll just lock myself in the room and give him some cheese puffs and tell him to have a good night. But no, you don't. You get up and you go back in there and you say, I've been through this before with you and I know that I can handle it because God showed me how to handle it before. It's the things that you just you know without even realizing it that God has brought you through it and that's the testimony that you have. It's Amen. that I couldn't, so God did, so I am. Amen. Does that make sense? Yes. Just like what Paul's trying to explain right here. He made me to be who I am. He called me to a purpose in life. He called me to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. Even though I disagree with Paul. He says, I am the worst sinner of them all. I disagree in the fact that I think I'm the worst of them all. Okay? But even though he was the worst sinner, he considered himself to be the worst sinner, God used him. Even though you think you can't do it on your own, even though you think you're something that you're really not, because really, if you trust in Christ, guess what that makes you? That makes you a child of God. That means we don't have to ask God to bless us with this or that, the other, because he's already blessed us with all things in heavenly realms. He's already blessed us. We just have to grab a hold of it and use it to our advantage. And we get that by looking back on the things that we've done before and seeing where we thought we could never get through and realizing that God's the one that brought us through it and that's what strengthens us. It's when God, when we realize how faithful God is. It's when you realize how faithful God is. It says His mercies are anew every day. Every day His mercies are new. That means that He gives you enough mercy for every day of your life. Mercy for what? To say, I know that I shouldn't be able to go any further in my walk with Christ. Does anybody in here feel like you've reached the like you got, you went through your salvation, right? We all, when we say we, you know, we're saved and we've we've received the salvation of Christ. When we say we're saved, we're, I'm, you know, I've been saved. That's not the end of it. That's just the beginning. That's just the beginning, brother Ed. It's not an end process of I I, I accept who Christ is. So now my life is all peaches and cream, and it's just fun-filled facts about all the wonderful, beautiful things that I'm going to get to do and how happy I'm going to be. It's that, no, you're still going to go through the hard stuff. You've just got confidence now that you can do it through him who that strengthens you, okay? Through that Christ Jesus that you say you gave your life to because he gave his life for you. So if you don't think you have a testimony right now, if you don't feel like you want to give a testimony right now. 
I'm not saying you have to stand up and give them out so that everybody else can hear it. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is if you don't think you've got a testimony, then you think about the things that you've come through that God brought you through, and you use that to get through whatever it is you're sitting in right now that you don't feel like you can get through. Now, if you want to stand up and tell somebody else what that is and maybe, just maybe help them along in their journey because not everybody's perfect and beautiful like Blair and has this uh, <laughs> extravagant job where you travel the world, Right? Okay, I, I do good to get out of Margaret. So maybe something that somebody else has to say that's something else that somebody else has gone through. Just think about it this way. Maybe that some of the things that you've gone through, somebody else is sitting there right now stuck with it right in their face. And they need to know that there's encouragement through the faithfulness of our Lord and our Savior that can bring them through that. That they, they can make it through it if they stand on the promises of God, that He promises He'll never leave us and He'll never forsake us. Amen. Maybe somebody needs to hear what you've been through so that they can get through what they're going through. But even if you don't feel comfortable, you know, and Joel, bless your heart, brother, I know where you are because you don't like to get up and talk to anybody. So I'm proud of you for doing that. Amen. God is too. So, if you feel comfortable, by all means do it. If you don't, I think she wants to give me a hug. Hold on. If you don't, then use your, before I let you speak, if you, if you feel comfortable and feel, feel like you want to tell somebody something that God's brought you through, do it. But if not, and this is the last word I'm going to say to y'all. If not, then use the testimony that God's given you to allow him to strengthen you to get through the next stage of your life, through the next battle that you come to, the next, the next thing that's, that's got you stuck. Use that testimony for yourself. Thank you very much. Okay. Some of y'all know that I've had cancer in my leg and I've had it for years but the last three years I've been dealing with it quite a hard I had a hundred days of oxygen that didn't take care of it and the radiation is what caused me to have an ulcer where the cancer was so I kept going to the doctors and kept fooling with it and it didn't get any better so my doctor sent me to UAB to uh, plastic surgeon and he did a what they call a muscle flap well that's the only thing that was going to heal the cancer from my sores and I went in the hospital and I had the surgery I came home and he told me I wouldn't be in bed but two weeks and I could drive in four well in two weeks I had to go back and have another surgery to cover the muscle so they had to take a skin graft and put over my leg where they had put the muscle and I stayed in bed seven weeks without walking my sister took care of me and I don't know what I'd have done without her and my friends that came to see me they helped me and through them and God I made it without any problems I had no pain I took no pain pills the whole seven weeks I laid there and it didn't bother me. God was with me. And 
Faye was just so good. She'd done my work for me that I couldn't go to work, so she went and worked for me, come home and take care of me and my friends that I think so much of, and y'all know who you are. They were there for me every day. Someone was there to see me or bring me something. And God brought me through all of this, and he can bring you through the same thing. He blessed my heart more than I realized and more than I would ever know that I've got the friends and the sister that I have that I don't know what I'd have done without them. My leg's not completely well. It's still got the big old bump on it. But he said it would take maybe a year for that to go down. But my swelling is going away. Thank the Lord for that because it's been really swelling bad. And I just wanted you to know if, you know, I went through this for seven weeks, and I done great, and I know it was God's hand that Amen. got me through it. And I just pray if any of you have any problems like that, you'll just lean on the Lord. He'll take care of you. Thank you. Who's next? I think Jennifer was supposed to be next. Well, good. Say praise God. Um, most of you guys, I think I've known for, seems like my lifetime, but, um, you know, in the last 10 years, I've had 22 surgeries. Uh, eight of them have been major. I've had uterine cancer and esophagus cancer. And this time every year is when I have to go through my battery of yearly tests. And every year, every time I go through, there's usually one or two things that come up and I end up having to go either have a surgery or, you know, give 12 gallons of blood and, you know, all this stuff. So I made an appointment. I made mom an appointment to go with me because she don't like to go to the doctor and that's how I have to sneak it on her. So so we go and I'm telling her, I'm like, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about this upcoming appointment even though I'm, you know, under a lot of stress for just a lot of things going on. And um, and I'm just praying. I was like, you know, really, I'm not worried about it. God's got it and whatever he's got for me, I'm ready mm -hmm. to fight it full force. So usually what takes four days to get any results back I'm driving the next day. I'm headed to the mission, getting ready to work. My phone rings, and I say, Dr. Clifton's office. And I was like, oh, this is early. And the little nurse girl comes on. She's like, Miss Jen? And I was like, yes. And she's like, I got some fantastic news for you. I said, okay, lay it on me. I'm ready. She said, every single test that we took has come back perfect. No, every, every test. Y'all... Y'all don't know what that did for me because that has not happened in five years. For the first time in five years, every single test that I had was perfect. And that's some God right there because I'm just leaving it in God's hands and he just hooked a sister up and said, not this year. And, um, and I'm just praising God and same for mom. Mom had a clean bill of health and so it was good news all the way around. like Joel, I'm not a speaker either, so if I chase rabbits, forgive me. Um, do you know the first time that you realized in your life that um, 
God was there, that he was doing something. Well, I was just a little girl, and uh, I shared this with my Sunday school class one time. Um, when I was little, there was five of us kids, and um, my little sister got sick and had pneumonia. We didn't have a car. We didn't have a telephone. So there was no communication between mom and dad. So daddy stayed with us, and he was laying on the sofa. There was a floor lamp behind him. And um, he woke up when he saw an angel flying around that lampshade. Said it just kept flying. He got up and went next door to a neighbor and called a taxi. And um, the neighbor stayed with us. Diane was doing better. So he didn't know what was wrong, but he knew something was. And when he got there, he got there in time to be with Mama when Diane died. When they got home, Mother said, how did you know that she was dying? And he said, that angel that kept flying around that lampshade. I didn't realize exactly what that miracle meant at the time. But as I grew in my faith, and look back, I knew that God had sent his angel to be with my family that night. And it's been that way ever since. We haven't had a perfect life, but he's always been there with the messenger, whether it's here or in your heart, that tells you what to do, whether it's good or bad. So I've been so blessed, and I'm just so thankful. I don't need that. I know you don't. Everybody give Brother Ed okay. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Brother Ed. Uh, I'd like to say that today is June the 30th. That is the birthday of Jesus Christ John Roper. He died in March the 10th of this year. And uh, I truly don't see how people can stand it when they, their partner has passed away and they're left alone. It's been hard. Uh, and while I'm speaking, I'd like to speak uh, for Ronnie Roper that has a car here lately and ask for prayer for him. Uh, I, I'm still reminded about uh, 50 or 60 years ago, my mind seems to work better uh, thinking about that than it does thinking about yesterday. Uh, when, when Gene led the choir, it wasn't in this building, this is the third building of Sumter Springs.
Jews had three sons. Well, Brother Ed, you stole my thunder. That's exactly what I was going to say. Um, you know, all these testimonies that we've had today, God does still move. He works. He shows up. And so if you're looking for a church home, we invite you to, to join our church. You can see that God still moves in our in our little bitty circle here at Sulphur Springs. So this morning we're going to have an invitation song. After our invitation song, we're going to pray for the meal, and we're going to pray for those that are sick and homebound and all that. And I'm going to ask Brother Don, if he will, at the end, to lead us in after our invitation. Thank you. So um, if you'll stand, we'll sing. Uh, this was requested this morning. Uh, it's hymn number 345, Blessed Assurance.
I am my Savior and happy and blessed, watching and waiting, looking above, with this goodness lost in his love. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior.